Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Today is a really special treat. Over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about stewardship. What is that? It's kind of a funny word, but it's a biblical concept, and we see it all throughout Scripture. Jesus taught stewardship in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. I highly recommend that you go read it. One of the definitions of stewardship is the responsible planning and management of our resources, what God has given us. The concepts of stewardship can be applied to economics, health, property, the environment, information, our theology, cultural resources, time, talents, and etc. With us here today is a nonprofit organization who has partnered with Bethlehem Church that does just that. And we chose this nonprofit, maybe a little selfishly, one because it's near and dear to my heart, and you'll hear why in just a moment. But it is my pleasure to welcome Damon and Stacy Whitlow to the podcast today to talk about their nonprofit, Christ Flight Ministries. So welcome, Damon and Stacy, to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. And of course, we also have Pastor Kevin. Hello. And Pastor Shane Crow. Good morning. On the podcast. This is his first podcast. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> Good to have you guys. So, okay. So tell us about Christ Flight. Tell us who you are and what you do and a little bit about, uh, yeah, about Christ Flight Ministries and what you guys do. Do you want to take this on? Do you want me to do it? No, you get us started. Oh, I love it. It's, it's biblical. She's letting me lead, which yes. is only right here on the podcast. <laughs> right. That's why I love her so much. So, uh, Christ Flight Ministries is a unique ministry mm -hmm. that um, we founded right here out of Bethlehem Church, our home church. Uh, we sit at the feet of our pastor, Jason, and um, really felt led to be good stewards of what God had gifted us with in our talents. And that was organization and aviation. Yeah. Um, what's unique about this, this ministry is that it, um, it's not like others. We serve by using airplanes. Yeah. And uh, we do that right now in three different countries and uh, five different cities. So God has really blessed it. Um, and really the purpose is to share Jesus um, using evangelism, but mainly discipleship. And we typically serve the people who are left out at the mainstream church pipeline of mm. evangelism. So for instance, in Costa Rica, Pablo serves the people in the prison systems. Christ Fight's the only ministry in the prisons in Costa Rica. Wow. So his heart is for the people that still need Jesus, but they're having to pay a price for, for the crimes they committed. In the Bahamas, we serve the people who are in poverty, but have also been impacted by many hurricanes over the past 20 years. And then in Georgia, we serve teenagers. And what we found is a lot of times teenagers um, are just looking for acceptance and aviation is a, is a very creative way to show them how Jesus works in your everyday life, but also how to make good life decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, aviation is um, a passion of my family. Um, my husband is a pilot and my daughter is also a pilot. And it's been really cool to see how this passion, how this hobby has has been used to further God's kingdom. My husband is now getting 
requests and opportunities to fly into certain situations and help with trafficking victims. Um, so this, I'm seeing this now, this is not just a hobby. It's, it's a, it's a thing that can further God's kingdom. Um, it's that God can use and it's really, it's, it's, it's important. It's a tool. So how did this talk about how God led you on this journey and how this idea began, how he planted this idea in your heart to maybe take that, that passion of yours and start using it to further his kingdom? Uh, back in the uh, the olden days of the 1990s, I was um, a rescue swimmer in the Navy, Okay. and I found myself in a situation where I didn't know who Jesus was, but I was being put into situations where I needed to rescue people. That reinforced in me the importance of aviation and the role it plays is not just taking you to your vacation destination, but that's an actual tool that's used to help people. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably that's one of the most vital pieces of transportation that we have out there, and it's it's plain and simple, it's a miracle that we can do that technologically. Right. Uh, leaving the Navy, uh, I decided uh, once I did find Jesus uh, that I would start doing mission trips. And uh, I was very quick to tell God that I was only going to do the types of mission trips that I wanted to do in Africa and South America. I was very direct with God. Like, this is really cool. I want to travel. But God, here's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And But God kept it on our heart uh, that we were to do more. So we tried to appease him by, you know, giving some extra money and doing some extra trips and supporting some missionaries. Uh, but way back in uh, 2014, after doing many, many mission trips to Africa and Central and South America, we were sitting with my dad at Easter lunch, and he made a comment uh, about a crop dusting school. And it threw me back to a conversation with a guy I had named Tony Marin, who's in Bolivia, uh, that Pablo from Costa Rica had actually introduced me to, and he said he was a missionary pilot. And I looked at him, and I knew everything I, you could know about aviation. I was like, what, do you, what is that? And he says, well, you know, I'm a missionary, and I'm a pilot. And it opened this door of wow. aviation to me that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. So my dad had mentioned crop dusting school to me, and we had jumped in the car after lunch, and we looked at each other, and this, uh, you know, this epiphany happened uh, where the Holy Spirit was very clear with us. And I said, I, I think I'm supposed to be a missionary pilot. She's like, you're supposed to be a missionary pilot, hmm. and I don't even know how to do it. So that was, that was the fun part. So you yeah. weren't yeah. flying. You weren't a pilot before this. I was not a pilot. Wow. Yeah, it was just a leap of faith. What was really interesting about that is two days later, I had gone to the crop dusting school. Uh, they told me it was $50,000. We did not have $50,000 mm. at all at that moment. And, uh, but yeah, we wasn't sure I was going to pay the next month's bills, actually. <laughs> right. So I kind of laughed. And at first, I was like, you want to be a pilot? That's expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know? yeah. What, what was interesting is God wasn't really interested in my um, ability or desire to be a pilot. What he was interested in that moment was obedience mm. and yeah. stewardship. Yeah. He's like, I can give you, I gave you the gift of learn, knowing how to learn, mm -hmm. uh, of a desire to do aviation and to serve. Now I need to see if you're going to be obedient and take that next step. So the obedience came from saying, okay, how do we get 50000 So we, mm -hmm. we did uh, two television interviews. We did five radio interviews. We sent 1,000 letters to churches. We talked to every yeah. family member. And we were on fire and raised $8,000. <laughs> so <laughs> obedience wasn't looking too good at that moment. And, uh, but Stacy looked at me, and she said, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I'm on the brink of looking like a complete fool. Mm -hmm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there to that school, and I'm just – I'll be back in eight hours because it was a four-hour drive. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm going to tell that man that I have the $8,000, and we'll just see what God does. Drove down mm -hmm. there, put little Casey, our uh, youngest son, in the Jeep, drove down there with the pop-up camper, got out, told him to wait, and he was doing the pee-pee dance. 
And I was like, just, just I'll be right back. I'm familiar with that dance. Everybody yeah. knows the PPT. He's dancing back there. <laughs> and uh, so I went to the man's office, and he said, uh, and this is all on faith, right? And I said, uh, he said, do you have your money for tuition? I was like, I don't. And he looked at me, and he said, we'll figure it out. You can start next wow. week. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yep. I cannot believe this, this obedience thing works. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And the rest of us... Um, you know, little Sophie and, and Ryan, we joined up and we spent the entire summer living on the edge of the airstrip in Bainbridge, Georgia, while he pilot trained. <laughs> so wow. were there, was there a moment in that where I think about people who are, God puts a calling in their life or a passion in their life, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't work out like you raise $8,000 as opposed to 50. Can you, can you remember some of those feelings of second guessing or did you have those or because I think there are people that are being called to do some things even now as they're listening to the podcast mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't feel like, okay, maybe, maybe we misheard God. Um, I had, there had to be some of those moments, right? I don't know. Maybe for me more than him, because I feel like uh, he, in that, in that time period, God had put so much confidence in what God could do that he was, he was just so full of that faith. I was like, I'll wait, I'll see, I'll wait here and you go figure that out first yeah. and then yeah. I'll join you. But in that moment, he was like, I, I believe God wants us for mm. me. I'm just going to go. I believe it. So yeah. he, he was less doubtful. That's great. <laughs> no, but I think even your honesty of saying there were times that I was doubting. I think that's, yeah. I think people get there. Yeah. And sometimes it's just easy to quit. Right. It would have been easy to look at him and say, look, you're missing it. Let's move on. Right. Um, yes. And I know as a wife too, Stacy, like I, I really crave that security and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the familiar and, you know, are we going to be able to feed our family and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and all of that. So, so the, the fact that you were willing to kind of step out with Damon and go on that and take that leap of faith shows one, your faith and your trust. Mm -hmm. In, in the Lord and, and in Damon's leadership. Mm -hmm. So yes. that's really, I mean, that's, that's a strong testimony that you mm -hmm. were willing to take it, you know. I take still that, do. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. next month's bills are coming. Like in ministry, like yeah. it's, you know, you get by with what God gives. Like we don't have like a normal job making a salary anymore. So yeah. I have to trust God like all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but, but he's, he's never let me down. Never. He's <laughs> always been there. He's mm -hmm. always been faithful. It's been interesting to watch because, uh, the enemy does creep into those yeah. corners of your mind and gives you the doubt. And, um, our job is to trust God. He's never, ever, mm -hmm. ever going to let us down. Yeah. Uh, we can misinterpret what he has for us to do, but a lot of times that's pride and us deciding what we want to do. But yeah. if you just trust him and you submit, he can use you to be a full-time missionary, or he can use you to run a small group. He's yeah. going to use you if you just let him. Yeah, yeah, and he's faithful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Stacy, oh. you talked a little bit about before, um, kind of what life was like before Christ Christ flight, and how you kind of were dissatisfied with that kind of the you know your everyday going yes. to your jobs and and so talk up talk about that talk about kind of where you were and then that point where God put this dream this desire in your heart. Yes. Um, well, you know. Once, <clears throat> once saved, you really kind of, you know, you grow in your faith and your understanding and mm -hmm. your desire to know more. And mm -hmm. as you're thirsty and you're hungry for more God in your life, um, you, I don't know, I just, it was like the wool was off that what I was doing just really wasn't affecting anyone the way I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. It was stressful. I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel um, yeah. purposeful. Right, right. <laughs> and so, you know, 
we started making shifts. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do more purposeful? And we weren't just like, well, let's just quit everything sure. right now. We were like, what, you know, what, how can we be involved in more ways? Yeah. You know, joining more small groups, you know, helping the community, serving yeah. all these little things were just steps into the direction, you know, mm -hmm. that we're at now full-time ministry, but Absolutely. it was baby steps. Yeah. And well, and I got to witness that. I've, I've seen you guys, Damon on the production team and your whole family serving uh, New Path. Uh, so, you know, seeing those baby steps, seeing you guys take those next steps in your faith and in your journey with Christ, which is what led you here. So that's really, it's really it's, inspiring. It's really powerful. Yeah. Just the next, always taking the next step. Sometimes when I want to get from point A to point D, I, I forget that there's a B, C in there and I've, I've got to take the next step mm -hmm. as, as opposed to this gigantic leap sometimes yeah. until God opens that door. And then when he opens the door, obviously you guys walk through it. So I guess it's just interesting. Keep, keep going with what God led to next. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that we have in our culture, and I'll say this really quickly, is that we're so performance-based mm -hmm. that we, mm -hmm. we have this all or nothing mentality. Like if I'm going to serve, I'm going to be the best missionary and save a thousand people. Mm. And I, I like to challenge people because in ministry, you get asked, your people come to you and want advice about how do they get in ministry. And I always want to ask them, if God's purpose in your ministry was for one person to get saved, is that enough for you? Mm. Like if it's just one, yeah. is that yeah. enough? And uh, you'll find a lot of times like, what? No, no, I can reach thousands. Yeah, but if, if it's just one, yeah. is that, that's enough for God. Mm -hmm. he, he wants us all, mm -hmm. but he, if he wants you to get one and bring him, that, that's fine. Right. Wow. Hey, Damon, let me ask you this because I know enough about you that I know you're a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. I know uh, uh, your history is entrepreneurship and you've owned your own business before. Um, and so you're not a stranger to taking risk. Mm -hmm. um, and we all know. Uh, and speaking to the risk takers out there and the other stream who are the, the people who are extremely safe, um, speaking to that, um, we know what the negative side of taking risks are. You lose. Uh, but speaking to the risk taking, how this plays a part in ministry and how this affects or helps uh, the family side of this, how do y'all balance that? It's uh, it's all in for the family, which I love because, uh, like Angela was saying, uh, the kids on their own decided they wanted to serve. And being a risk taker, I had that mentality where mm -hmm. I was like, it's all or nothing. Like, I'm all in. I'm going to mm -hmm. grow a, an, a massive mission organization with 500 airplanes. Mm -hmm. That was my mentality. Yeah. But I had to bring that down a notch as a, as a risk taker because I would risk it all ahead of God. Mm -hmm. And that's not where God that's wants good. us. That's good. That's good. Yeah. God wants us to submit to him, mm -hmm. and he's going to do it. So my first step was, or our first step uh, as a couple, is we started um, on the bottom end of the pastoral chain. Is that such a thing? Is there a hierarchy in pastoral? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> maybe man made that. Uh, maybe man made that. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll say it was Chris Vader. It could have been Chris Vader. Now you're going back up to the top. We just pulled him to the top. So I, but it, out, of, out of submission to keep myself in check, not to get ahead of God, we said we need to affirm this calling. And I hear God. We hear God. It seems evident to us that God mm -hmm. is in this, but what does the church say? So in order to have a good plan, uh, we started with the people we served with, the pastors we served under, Chris Vader, Josh McFadden, those people I worked yeah. away, Shana, we came and talked to you, uh, and a then Matt Pyland, I believe. And then at the end, I sat down. we sat down with Jason, yeah. and Jason said, wait, what, this isn't marriage counseling? <laughs> what are you doing? You want to be missionaries? And I was like, yes. And he gave us a list of things that he wanted us to do yeah. as an organization. And, and that put us on the track. So as a risk taker, 
I had to be obedient to the people that I was mm. um, sitting under yeah. pastorally, and that was important to us too, because I think that's where God wants. We have people shepherding us, yeah, and that's what we need to do: is still be shepherding. Right, and that's, that's why awesome. our ministry has a board <laughs> to keep right. us, you know, right, accountable. Yeah, yeah, we all need that accountability. So, mm-hmm. kind of like God was saying, "I want you to step out of the boat, but I'm going to tell you where to step out." Right, mm-hmm. not where you want to step out. So, in that example, he reached his hand out to Peter. Yeah, and Peter stepped out and sank. Yeah, he could have. He could have relied on Jesus and kept his eyes focused on Jesus, mm. but he didn't. He was like, I, and all these things were entering his mind, right? And you could yeah. see Peter like, well, I can sink. I got to run fast. I got to do all these things, and that's us. Mm. Yeah. And what God was saying is like, step out of the boat, take my hand, keep your eyes on me, mm-hmm. and I got you. That's good. That is really good. Okay, so what would you say to kind of to piggyback on what Shane just said? It was a great, great question. Uh, what would you say to someone who has a passion, is a risk taker? but maybe is afraid to step out of the boat, wants to serve God with their time and talents and doesn't know what that next step is, what would you say to them? Pray. I know that seems like the easy answer, but if God's in it, he's going to talk to you in it, in that Mm -hmm. moment. Pray and ask him what it is specifically that you can do and then submit yourself to the, to the minutia of what God has you, even if it seems little. Would Mm -hmm. you agree, Stacey? Um, well, of course, you should definitely start with praying, but um, also uh, you just have to talk to your wife. <laughs> yeah, that was that was step just one start... A. <laughs> if something comes in your mind and you're like, "Yeah, I think I think that is something that would be good. I think I yeah. should do that. I think God would, I would be honoring, right?" So, um, just do it. Like a lot of people run through their heads so many things of, of mm. well, would it be okay and blah blah. blah. Like, don't be afraid to fail because you know. We do that all the yeah. time. We mess up, but you know, God will redirect you as you step. Right, <laughs> like, right. Good example of that was when we wanted to start the teen aviation discipleship program yeah. up here. Right. We wanted a local connection. We, you know, we were a foreign ministry organization. We wanted a local connection. Uh, we we're like, yes, we can do Wings of Grace as a chapter, uh, mm-hmm. be the very first one. Uh, we're going to need teenagers, mentors, flight instructors, and an airplane. And we're yeah. like, God's like, yeah, you're going to do that. And we're like, yes. But we didn't have an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we trusted God with that. And yeah. I remember us specifically sitting in a meeting um, with the founder of Wings of Grace. And he's like, you don't have an airplane. I was like, I know. He's what are you going to do? So we're going to do it anyway. Specifically thinking of Wren, <laughs> his airplane. Yep. Uh, and then within seven days, we had two airplanes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we've learned to just, if we feel like that is something good that we're supposed to be doing, we just trust the instinct, go, do it and yeah. then see what happens. And like, I can't tell you the stories of like God giving us what, whatever it was that was missing, God just provides it. Like That's it's awesome. incredible. And we've learned through seven years of ministry, you know, serious desire for ministry that he literally will provide like everything. Like yeah. we do mm-hmm. not go needs. a day without trusting him now. Yeah, he provides your needs. I mean, obviously right. I want a brand new truck <laughs> and Oh, a jet. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, our truck's in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Damon, so on that, uh, Wings of Grace, for the listeners who don't know what Wings of Grace, explain that, uh, explain the correlation, the relationship between Christ-like Wings of Grace and what Ring, Wings of Grace does. Yeah, sure. Wings of Grace is a ministry founded 13 years ago in Melbourne, Florida by uh, Dwight Bell and Angela Bell. They had a heart for teenagers and helping them make better decisions based on biblical uh, principles and knowing Jesus. Um, it's an aviation ministry that works that worked only in Melbourne. 
Uh, we approached Dwight and Angela about opening the very first chapter, and they said they had been praying about that. Uh, we were obedient and opened the chapter. The purpose of that ministry is to reach teenagers for Jesus yeah. and then provide them an opportunity to get their private pilot's license at no cost, which currently that cost is about $15,000 to get that license yeah. uh, with today's fuel prices. Uh, and to earn that that time, they learn to be good stewards. Mm-hmm. They serve through their local church. They are mentored and discipled by people who care for them. And uh, the reward is that they are given the opportunity to earn flight time in the airplanes in the program. Yeah. So far, there's been graduates that have gone on to fly at the in the Air Force, to fly at major airlines, to be missionary pilots, to be flight instructors. Mechanics. Mechanics. Yeah. The list goes on and on. And wow. um, our program is starting to see the same fruit. Yeah. And that's the, so my husband volunteers with that and is a mentor and he, um, he's so passionate about just opening up that, that, uh, possibility for kids who may not be able to, who, who can't afford, um, a pilot's license. Like you said, it's really expensive. Flight lessons are expensive, but there's so many careers that need pilots or mechanics. And there's so many options there. Um, and it really opens up a lot of doors so it's a really cool opportunity, and mm-hmm. um, and it's awesome that you guys were you know responsible for for bringing that here. So that's really cool. So talk about some of the ways that you have seen God be faithful in your ministry. Um, how you've seen Him show up? Any cool stories? Anything kind of that stands out? Do you want me to tell the big story? Well, of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> there's, there's, so, like, there's so many. There's so stories, many. But I, yeah, yeah. I think the the biggest story outside of him providing for flight training and giving us the opportunity to do ministry full time. Uh, 2019, uh, we walked up the same sidewalk. We walked mm-hmm. up today to do this podcast uh, with peace in our hearts, knowing that God was going to heal me one way or other from a brain tumor they had found the week prior. And um, this is one of those moments where uh, I'm never going to let Shane see me get emotional or cry. So I'm not going to look at him. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. <laughs> he's staring at me. Uh, but Shane's uh, a big softie deep he's down. A big softie. He really is. Yeah. I'm getting teary-eyed right now. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a moment because uh, God had already shown us so much uh, faithfulness yeah. um, in the ministry up until 2019 where they, uh, I was serving uh, that Sunday. We had not left the foreign mission field serving on Sunday here at Bethlehem. And I uh, had an issue with my arm tensing up. And uh, 12 hours later, because all good stewards serve at least 12 hours on a Sunday. <laughs> well, you do on production team. Everybody's, everybody production else is out of there team. for lunch. Shout out to production. Shout out to production. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember uh, I went to the hospital that night and they, um, they said, you didn't have a stroke. You have a brain tumor. And I said, yes, I can still fly. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound good, babe. <laughs> but we, we knew in that moment, the enemy immediately tried to attack us cripple with us. fear. It immediately tried to cripple us. Uh, we prayed right there in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made me spend the night, which was ridiculous. Was it going to kill me that night? And, uh, but I had to spend the night, and uh, we just decided, like, either way, God was going to get glory for this. In my death or in my life, uh, through healing, he would be glorified in this moment. And that's how we gave it to God. That's he powerful. was absolutely faithful uh, through that situation. Uh, from that moment on, we had a peace about what God was going to do, although everybody around us was kind of in a panic mode. We saw the church come around us, mm-hmm. which was amazing mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at every level, the church came around us, provided financially, they provided prayer. It was an amazing opportunity. And I tell people today that God's faithfulness in that moment was not only a blessing, 
but it was a time for us to resubmit ourselves to what God had in store for us and to give him the glory in every single situation in our life. So he used that opportunity. That was a really, I imagine that that was a really dark time to walk through, but it just, it, it caused you to lean on him and trust him through all of that. And it was probably preparation for what you're doing now. Absolutely. I had a, um, yes. the guy who asked me to go to church all those years ago, Todd Robson, we talked to him on the phone. We're going to, we're, we're asking him for some help. Um, and he, he says, let me just tell you something. You may be in this battle, but it's not yours to win. Mm. You carry the flag, but this is God's battle and he's got you. So you just do what you're supposed to do. And that's yeah. rely on him. Wow. And I was like, okay, I got, we can do this with it's God only. Complete surrender. Yeah. And trust. And one of my moments was like, it was the day before surgery and in order for him to have this, you know, the hospital needed 50,000. We had Christian healthcare ministries. I love them, but they pay after the fact, like several months and we Mm. didn't have what we needed. I'd liquidated everything and scrounged up between credit cards and everything, 20,000. And we needed, well, they were saying 80 and we're the day before. And I was like, I was so hopeful because I was so trusting God. I'm like, God's got this. We have everything we need. I'm sure of it. And then we didn't. Yeah. The day before, we didn't. And I just, I come to him and I say, I thought God was going to have us on this. Like, I, I, we don't have it. You're not going to be able to do this surgery tomorrow. And he, and I'm just crying. He said, you need to go upstairs and just pray because God has got, got this. You know, you're mm-hmm. losing it. Go talk to God. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I go upstairs and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You're the provider. You do everything. I love you. And um, we got a phone call. Hey, here's 20,000. Hey, another phone call. Here's 5,000. All within two hours time, we had everything sent up to the hospital that we need. It was, you know, borrowed. But the, that two hour span after, (laughs) you'll get right with God. (laughs) And you know, I feel that God does do so much more when it is a need, like you were saying, and you feel desperate for it. Like, you know, he does take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Faithful for sure. That is, that is awesome. Um, and I, um, I know that you guys, I mean, just talk about briefly about, you know, you had a nice house, typical family, nice house, a really good business, um, nice cars, um, you know, kids talk about briefly the transition of, I mean, you, y'all put your money where your mouth was, Uh, you sold everything. Talk about that just briefly. Yeah. I'm not going to say it wasn't a scary moment, but we, we took our time. Uh, I think the the strangest moment was the day that our our house was closed on and we had we had to move. We were homeless. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, but th- that transition, there was a piece in that transition. It was um, interesting to see because we had been planning for that moment. But it, although it was scary to stay in the driveway and take that final selfie in front of the house, we knew that we had finally um, made good on what God had asked us to do in that moment. And mm-hmm. that was to leave that behind. And there was good things. We traveled 27 countries and we had cars and trucks and all the things that mm-hmm. everybody has. I'll say this, that, uh, in service to him, there's a peace about not having to run that race anymore. Mm. And, wow. um, That's and maybe really it's a powerful. piece that goes without understanding. Yeah. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> somewhere in the Bible that said, but there, there really is because, mm-hmm. um, there's still a desire. It's not that we don't want to be so separated and wear our, you know, her long skirt and my uh, overalls and look like the typical missionary you see in the book. That's not us. <laughs> we thought we would have to be that. We've met people like that. They've mm-hmm. completely separated from the world, but someone a long time ago had told us you can be so heavenly minded. You'll be no earthly good. Right. 
And mm. I don't want to be that. My testimony is all the stupidity that I've done throughout my life and the ups there and the downs. Go. I want right. people to see me as I'm just like them. So yeah. is she. And God still loves me. Still <laughs> right? loves me. And he still <laughs> uses you. Still yeah. uses you. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we what what's next for Christ Flight? What do you guys have coming up? Oh, Any? that's a Stacy question. She's the <laughs> eternal planner. Okay. <laughs> the planner. Yes. Um well, you know, actually, this was a really good year because um, we did a lot of the action items that we felt God was calling us to mm-hmm. and got a really good understanding of, you know, the things that really matter to us that we feel God put us in front of. So um, we had a lot of planning the past month to really look at this next year. And, um, you know, we had the prison ministry. We are really going to work on getting more volunteers out there for that. Mm-hmm. And um, the Caribbean, uh, the aviation support they need on these outer islands, I mean, getting to go preach on a isolated island and wow. bring medical supplies. I yeah. mean, that is just amazing. Like we want to be able to do more of that. So we're focused heavily on that. And then the teen discipleship, yeah. the life change we've already witnessed in this, you know, little <clears throat> Bethlehem town with that little bit we're doing here. Right. I, we, our heart is just like, we want more of that. So, you know, God is going to allow that. I know we're going to, yeah. it's uh, been pretty amazing. I'll let and... you plug the 5k, but I want to add detail to that because it's exciting. So mm-hmm. sure. in, in the years from 2015, when we started the ministry, yeah. we now have 11 airplanes in the network. We reached over 8,000 people with the gospel last year in the islands in Costa Rica. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, discipled over a hundred teenagers now in the program moving forward after we did our planning that you just mentioned we actually have 11 new Wings of Grace chapters in planning or in prayer, somewhere in that pipeline that yes. we're ready to launch. That is an like amazing Like all throughout thing. the United States? Yeah, all and throughout Bahamas, Bahamas wow. Georgia, uh, Louisiana, Maine, Kentucky. It's pretty amazing wow. to watch God work. Uh, so we're, we'll have the ability now to reach people and at the same time carry out missions and preach more throughout the Caribbean, which is huge, along with the disaster relief. Yeah. yeah. So I would ask anybody listening that's into aviation or teenagers to reach us because yes. <laughs> we would need some help. Yeah. And then yeah. we're having a 5K yeah, on September right. 24th, Saturday morning. At, so, the, at the airport, at the yeah, Barrow County airport. airport. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. That's a good, that's a fun race. So yeah. if anybody wants to find out more about Christlight or even support you guys, what's the best way to do it? Website? Yeah, well, you can go to Christflight.org. Okay. You can also find us on Facebook.com with Christflight. We're on okay. Instagram with Christflight. And if you're a TikToker, there's Christflight on TikTok. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I don't understand why we don't have 9 million subscribers because my videos are fantastic. <laughs> like, we have 20? I don't know. <laughs> we, have, we have like maybe But those 20 videos, I bet, are amazing. <laughs> well, you know, what's cool about the videos is like we have a GoPro 360 mounted under the wing of all our flights. Yeah. And then I have cockpit camera mounted with audio so you can see us talking. Uh, in the cockpit as we're in a lot of times I'll do like a sermonette or a devotional in the airplane, but at the same time you're seeing God's creation uh, fly okay, out. That's Wait, cool. you wouldn't that's let me talk cool. in the cockpit. You talk too <laughs> you much. You told me to be quiet. When we, yeah, I, I, air travel control had started getting mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So what's the TikTok handle? What is It's Christ Flight. They're Christ all Christ Flight. Okay, yes. and we're going to include all of that information in the show notes so that when they go to this episode, all of that info, your website, uh, Facebook page, TikTok will be in there also. So, okay. So one final thing before we leave, um, I failed to mention at the beginning of the podcast that Damon is a, he's a master of puns. So, and we were going to try to work in as many flight puns as we could. So you have any final 
flight puns for us. <laughs> well, I thought we were about to land this plane and end this podcast. That was mine. That was yours. I was going to say that one. I know. Stacy was winging it. <laughs> right? We're at the tail end of this it. podcast. We are. We well, are. We, we got on autopilot. That's why we didn't start this oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Somebody's <laughs> got to be pilot and command. I'm Kevin's thing. co-pilot. <laughs> Wait, is that a pun? No. No. Oh. <laughs> It's a metaphor, it's I a, guess. Yeah, it's more of a metaphor. Yeah. All right. I think I, I, I love the story. I, what I've been reminded of is that God doesn't need us, mm. but he chooses to use us. Yeah. Yeah. And when we when we approach him that way and position ourselves before him, and then we're, we take those steps of obedience, just finding the next step and take it, God does what God's word says he will do. He does more than we could ever ask for or imagine. And it mm-hmm. seems like you guys are living that day to day. And it's really inspiring. It our, really our hope is, is that, not only would people come, we want them to, to check out what you guys do and check out the website and definitely become a follower of your TikTok. <laughs> but more than that, ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is my next step? Yeah. Um, and that's part of the mission is you guys lead people to Christ and lead people to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in the ministry that you're taking part in with the, with the, with the flights and with the training and all that stuff, but just people listening now going, Hey, you know, I don't fly or don't feel called to do that, but there's something else that God has put in me that he wants me to do. And I'm, our prayer is that this would give them the courage to take that next step. Yeah. So thank you guys. I yeah. appreciate yeah, it. It's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. I, I love hearing you guys talk. I love your story. It's inspiring. And so my my hope and my prayer is that this will inspire others to yeah. to take that leap of faith. Yeah. So Can I add one more thing to what you just said? Absolutely. It's so interesting. You, you brought up something that really uh, was true about making the decision to serve. Uh, so it sounds like, you know, in 2015, we were all off and running and had this whole ministry planned out. For three years, we would sit with people to ask for support, and we had no idea what we were doing, mm-hmm. where we were going to do it, and how we were going to do it. No airplane, no different country to serve in, no people group, nothing. So all we had to do was rely on God and say, God called us to it, and he's going to provide that. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he did. And here so we are. You don't have to have the answers. Right. You just got to just say. trust. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Kevin, thanks, guys. Do you want to close us in prayer? Say a quick prayer for uh for Damon and Stacy and their ministry? Would love to. Okay. Father, thanks for our time here together. I thank you for this couple and just to watch what you've done in them and through them and that you're continuing to do. Um, it's just fun to listen to, Father. I'm inspired, I'm I'm encouraged. And Lord, I pray that you continue to use their ministry in a way that would bring you glory and it would bring you honor. And it would reach teenagers and adults and, and all over the world. And Lord, you take it places that they haven't even dreamed about yet. Yeah. And God, again, you just continue to provide. You continue to, to show your faithfulness and, and you show us grace and mercy and love. And, and we hear that as they tell their story. So I pray your blessings mm-hmm. on Damon and Stacy. God, I ask that you would just continue to work in their marriage and in their family, mm-hmm. um, that they would bring you glory and they would bring you honor and do exactly what you call them to do. And Lord, I want to pray for people who are listening, mm-hmm. who sense right now that God is leading them to do something, take a step of faith, a step of obedience, give them courage, give them clarity and give them wisdom. Yep. And Lord, again, it's for your kingdom and your glory. And we thank you again for this couple and this ministry. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much, guys. Thanks for listening to Beyond Sunday. We will see y'all next time.